Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. I'm the Krabby Patty. I wish instead of getting friend zoned, I could get sky zoned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm RJ. RJ, who do you relate with the most in SpongeBob? Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> You think that you're a pearl, RJ? You know, my dad makes money. My daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, he pays me. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I think you're a Squidward, honestly. Ooh, you're a clarinet man, huh? I do have a clarinet. <laughs> Did you play clarinet? Yeah. I tutored on that clarinet for a while. Not yours. That sounds bad. <laughs> Let me rewind that. Like sometimes I play... just come in my room and just play with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, is is Devin Mr. Krabs? You think? Mm, I think I'm Larry the Lobster, the Jack Lobster. Yeah, the Jack Lobster. <laughs> oh, okay. You haven't seen me for a while. I've only been doing bench. I'm fucking sick right now. Okay. Archie's just staring at me. He's right like now. he's like a jellyfish. I'm not jellyfish, dude. I'm fucking yeah. Jack Lobster, dude. Jellyfish has no muscles. <laughs> Oh, he's flexing. You see that? You yeah. see the chest? Look, there's a right one. There's a left one. You see that? They're popping. Yeah, that's what jellyfish do when they move. I ain't jellyfish. <laughs> you don't know ocean. Yeah. Devin, think... you're not the uh, the blowfish driving instructor? Yeah, Miss Puff? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get puffy when you get mad? Yeah, you catch me on the wrong day. I am Miss Puff. He's definitely a Sandy. An attitude... <laughs> But no bite. I'm not a lesbian squirrel. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are Sandy. No, no, I'm not Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> you think you're better than everyone down under uh, the sea? No, no. I mean, I am a Sagittarius, and that we are fits natural perfectly, like, actually. explorers and nomads. So yeah, I could see myself, you know, leaving Texas to live under the under the sea. Concerned with nuts. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I do like certain nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I like trees. You know, if I had to live underwater, it would be in a dome. Does that make me sandy cheeks? Yeah. I feel like Patrick sleeps a lot. I'd be Patrick. I mean, yeah. Yeah, your house is just a rock. Mm-hmm. Is it a flat yeah. rock? It's a round rock on the top, but the bottom <laughs> is just completely flat. flat. Yeah. And he just gets smashed under it every night. <laughs> and just That's fuck, fucks the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. It's so warm down here. <laughs> yeah, you're Patrick. Hey, SpongeBob. SpongeBob, want to come <laughs> over? I found a nice hole. I'd be I'd be happy being plankton if I was anyone. Yeah, yeah. I can see plankton. Yeah, just looking for that Krabby Patty. <laughs> yeah, finding the secret recipe. Yeah, talking to computers all day long. <laughs> yes. You know, all of the characters turned out to be gay in SpongeBob. <laughs> like, they came out saying that SpongeBob's gay, but they I'm did. pretty sure they said, like, yeah, I think this is just in Devin's head. No, yeah. no. I don't, this... I don't remember uh, an <laughs> announcement remember from Nickelodeon. <laughs> no, it's true. You look it up, just type in SpongeBob gay. I uh, suck penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't remember that episode? Uh, I missed that one. No, it's a real thing. SpongeBob's gay now. Oh, he's always been gay. But Squidward's definitely gay. Yeah, the internet decided SpongeBob was gay. The show creator dismissed it. 
I thought. Oh. Devin believes what he wants to believe. Uh, yeah, I heard that he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy for him. Uh, he had, apparently he identifies as a male, so that's nice to know. <laughs> okay. Ooh, He's is SpongeBob pansexual? Okay, now we're getting oh, somewhere. Okay. <laughs> And then it just says, then just says, SpongeBob is gay. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's from that African preacher that was on the news. You are gay. SpongeBob, why are you gay? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Krabs not gay though. He's straight as hell. You know what? I'm Mr. Krabs. You might be a pedo though. I'm not Mr. Krabs anymore. <laughs> Going back to being Larry the Lobster. <laughs> He's got that little mustache. Yeah. Those pinchy claws. Those sexy pinchy claws. <laughs> I'll do anything for money, money, money. <laughs> or children, children, children. <laughs> just, just love to pinch their little cheeks. I don't know if he'd be a necessarily like a petty, but just kind of one of those that like <laughs> child labor laws. Like you can work for less money. <laughs> Sex work is real work. That's what I always say. <laughs> I want to see Mr. Krabs' brothel that he runs. Yes. If there's grass on the field, play ball. That's what I always say. You're old enough to crawl. You're already in the right position. <laughs> Pedophile Mr. Krabs. Okay, that, that makes him sound bad. Mm, yeah. He's a terrible man. How do you think I got all my money? <laughs> Yeah, the latest SpongeBob movie is pretty good. I don't know if you guys saw it, but no, is Ween or Pantera in it? Uh, Snoop Dogg's in it. Okay, cool. Keanu Reeves plays a sage. He's just this bush that gives sage advice. All right, so that's pretty cool. All right. I wonder if the whole sage thing came from somebody smoking or Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Sage, yeah. <laughs> his brother. Just a burning bush. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad actor for most of his career. <laughs> but like, I wonder if somebody smoked Sage because Sage is just salvia, and is then it? they just tripped out, and then they started calling these like trippy dudes sages. Hmm. They're like, "Yeah, you saw the future." It's like, "No, you fucking did drugs." You know, this is gonna sound like a weird statement. But, like, do you think there's, like, an Asian Nicolas Cage? Oh. <laughs> there has to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there has to be. Like, there's only so many people in the world. Like, do you think that there's, like, Asia has their own version of Nicolas Cage that's exactly like Nicolas yeah. Cage? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they do. I mean, Jackie Chan's, like, the biggest Asian star, right? Ever? Maybe. Oh, that's a good question. Bruce Lee's pretty big. Yeah, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan are pretty recognizable. Jet Li's really recognizable. Ooh, Jet Li too. Chow Yun Fat. Uh, and less less recognizable, I would say. S- Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Asian Nicolas Cage, actually. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some dude out there. I'm not isn't, too familiar with Asian cinema. Isn't Steven Seagal like a, a cop somewhere now? Uh, he was yeah. a sheriff in like Louisiana. Yeah, I'm just gonna he say, had a TV show. You know, Nicolas Cage wants to be a cop somewhere. Yeah, uh, but okay, I will say this: if there is an Asian Nicolas Cage, he's definitely from the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I, or, I'm fine with that. Statement. Or Laos, one of the one of the rarer Asian countries. You know? <laughs> one of those holographic. 
rare cards. Yeah. I'm looking up. <laughs> Asian Nicholas Gage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 77% of Russia's area is in Asia. So Russians are Asian? What? So... It says that they're transcontinental country, but 77% of their country is in in Asia. Wait, they're trans? Yes, they're transcontinental. And they're Asian. And they're Asian. We're supposed to be stopping Asian hate. So are we on Russia's side? I don't know. I think we should be on Russia's side at this point. That's a little confusing. I think they got the nukes, so, like, they're probably going to win, you know? We yeah. should probably just let them win. If I was from Russian heritage, I would start telling people I'm from North Asia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they have those, like, like, uh, like RJ is Southern Asia. Right, RJ? Uh, it's, like, Southeast. Southeast, yeah. yeah. They've got those words. Yeah. I'm Northwest or Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are my cousin. <laughs> yeah, is there like what is considered North Asia? Is that like Mongolia? I and then think they're so. like, yeah, we don't just we just don't consider Russia. Do you think they go like, you it's know, just up. here like for gangs? They're like, oh, that's the north side. <laughs> yeah. So Norteños of Asia. <laughs> uh. Man, Russia's so big. I know. I think I think we should invade Russia, honestly. Take some of that shit. <laughs> Give it to Asia, honestly. Like, China's all up in arms about Hong Kong. They're like, oh, it's so cool. We want it. Like, fucking take the snow land. Yeah, I don't know what we can do with it. That's the problem. I mean, oil, potatoes. Like, let let China figure that out. <laughs> we'll take it and give it to them and be like, there you go. Debt paid. Wipe the slate clean. Then we can go back to living in the 50s. You know? America will prosper again. RJ, your mom was born in the Philippines? Yeah. Could you imagine if you were... Act- if you if there's a- another version of you that ended up being Australian, RJ? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Australian. <laughs> you could have an Australian doppelganger. Actually, <laughs> you do. And he's in the band called Series from... <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of this guy. <laughs> this is RJ I feel in like Australia. Had this conversation before. <laughs> oh, damn, I totally forgot about this dude. <laughs> it sounds like a drinking conversation. Be like, I saw you as an Australian today. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> like, imagine if your mom went to Australia instead. And there's, a, you know, another timeline where there's Australian RJ just running around in Adelaide <laughs> and Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> Welcome to Melbourne. <laughs> My name's Randall. <laughs> yeah. What can I do for you? RJ, everything would change if you talked like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm Southeast Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. I, I guess I could say I'm Southeast Russian. It's kind of the same thing. You know, most of Russia's in Asia. Which See that dude RJ? in the middle. The dude in the middle. That's RJ? I mean, I don't see it. It looks different in the video. I don't see it. I don't see it, RJ. I still don't see. It. Oh, there you are. Yeah, you've sent this to me before. I don't, I don't have long it. hair, and it doesn't have glasses. And he's more in shape. Yeah, but you could have long hair. You're not Australian either. We're imagining <laughs> things, RJ. Uh, this is pretend time. All right, the one on the right is Devin. 
play along. But <laughs> along the right? Yeah. Is it a lady? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were imagining. You see, the red shape sphere is above and Devin's no, that's just red. No, I'm not a lady. <laughs> I'm a boy. I'm a real boy. Damn boy. <laughs> I wanted to run the stream that I had by you guys. Uh-oh. I need some dream oh. analysis. It's not, well, it's not overtly sexual, but I mean, Super there's game. some... No, straight <laughs> as hell. So, this was like a couple weeks ago, but I'm still remembering the dream because it was so significant. I had a dream that I was dating this regular customer that used to come into the coffee shop I worked at. And she's an older lady. She's like probably like 45, whatnot. Yeah, we banged. Uh, we did bang in the dream. It was cool. But I'm leaving no. that part out. RJ banged her in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> you fucked her? Yeah, in your dream. Fuck. I don't remember that part of the I must have blocked that Somebody out. with an Australian accent? That was me. Yeah, yeah. I do. Re- Fuck, man. Uh, well, maybe this is... Okay. So she ended up... We were dating, right? And then she told me that she was moving to an island to run the social media account of a celebrity pug. Okay. What does this mean? Nothing. It's got to mean something. I don't look at... A random lady. Yep. Haven't seen her for years. Oh, so you knew this lady. Yeah. She's IRL. Was she attractive? (laughs) I mean, she's pretty cool. You know? Were Were you attracted to her? Maybe in a weird way, you know? Have you jerked off to her? Maybe in a weird way, you know? <laughs> His head leaning over the bed. Yeah. The edge of a, the, the tailgate down. Or I forgot what you said. It was missionary. Yeah. I only jerk off missionary, RJ. How dare you? God intended. So someone that you haven't seen for a long time that you thought was hot has decided to be... Uh, social media manager for a pug on an island are you the pug nope do you, you want to be the pug i mean now that i'm now that you're putting it that way <laughs> devin's just a furry maybe i'm kind of just jealous of this pug for getting so much attention from from my older semi-attractive girlfriend maybe no, she, i want to live she on was your island. girlfriend i don't know what? We fucked. We fucked. <laughs> I think Man. as soon as we fucked, then I say, oh, you my, you my girlfriend now. <laughs> and That's R- usually how my life works. And RJ is not the eyelid puck, correct? <laughs> yeah. How do I fit into this? <laughs> you don't fit into this. You're injecting yourself into my dreams when you're not supposed to be there. Because if you started calling RJ your island pug, I wouldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Damn, RJ is an island pug. This uh, this weekend uh, on this episode, uh, what you jerking to? <laughs> RJ is the island pug. <laughs> if I got you a Halloween costume, would you wear it, my little island pug? <laughs> Damn. All right, I think we decoded my dream. Yeah, we figured it out. Uh, I is, is she successful in real life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, RJ knows her. It was Rebecca. Are you jealous of her success? She came in. Am I jealous of her success? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's kind of hot, you know? Okay. Like, there we go. Yeah. So you just want to dom in your life? I mean, probably just for the money. Yeah. Yeah, and for the spankings. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought that was a normal thing in relationships. <laughs> yeah, are there extra spankings? Yeah. You're just a sub looking for their dom. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's simple. Can I put that on my Tinder profile? <laughs> that was beautiful. Can you say that again so I can write it down? <laughs> can we get that clean so I can get a sound bite? <laughs> Just a sub looking for my island pug, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> How many Instagram followers you got? Are you yeah. a celebrity pug? RJ, make an Instagram account right now called the Island Pug, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a pug costume and we'll take photos of you. You will not be taking the photos, RJ. Yes. We no. will take the photos. No pug takes selfies in my house. It's not okay. Man, you could just Damn. be the Island Pug of Folsom. <laughs> So they just show up randomly at places. I think I would get a following from that. Have you seen that dog girl Jenna? <laughs> no. It's no. just this like <laughs> thick, like oh, no. she was on Matt and Shane's. So I'm not weird for looking this up beforehand. Uh-huh. Even though I did see it beforehand. But she's just <laughs> she's just a thick ass girl that just pretends to be a dog. And she like drinks out of water bowls. That's the whole thing. RJ, cool. you could be the new dog girl Jenna. You could be Island Pug. We got a palm tree in the backyard. Or you can also go to kids' birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one sounds better, RJ? I'd be like, you know, if they got cake and ice cream. Island oh. Pug's here. <laughs> oh, he's being a naughty pug. He's up on the counter eating all the birthday cake. Literally, I'm a grown man. Get the fuck up, child. <laughs> Oh, was, animal instincts come in so I just start beating them all up. <laughs> I'd be so happy if this spawned into like a career of like a child show like Barney. <laughs> island pug. <laughs> yeah, like Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, and Devin can be your Devin can either be your handler, RJ, or he could be hunting the ever elusive island pug. Ooh. I could be like swiper to your Dora. <laughs> nah, I I think he should be just, just you know just to fill, fulfill his dream. He should just be the dominus and just wear leather and, and just you? show up where I go. <laughs> you want that's what you wanted to do is to fuck you. Where's this a going le- as a leather? I, I thought my dream was fucked up. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm gonna just show up, and they're like, "Who's that guy?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, he just drives me around." Oh, that's and you know, like, Gimp. No, he's just say, "Who's that guy?" He's the Dominator. That's just gonna be my name in this whole thing. Island Pug and the Dominator. Yes. <laughs> and you don't say a single word. You just stand there. Yeah, Mike, can you draw this as a comic? <laughs> I need to see how this plans out. You just want to be black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. <sighs> If you're cover, covered in leather and they can't see your skin color. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do blackface underneath a leather get mask? Is that okay? My gimp only says the N-word, okay? <laughs> that's the only that's word he's his, allowed to say. That's his safe word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's always safe. <laughs> Damn. Island Pug and the Dominator is going to be a... That would be such a sick comic. No, these are wrestlers. Ooh, oh, yeah. 100% okay. Wrestlers. I'm seeing a whole franchise here. Yeah. I'm seeing a Fast and Furious style franchise. We can oh, have yeah. spinoffs. Yeah, the Island Pug has you on a chain. Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an ironic name. Oh, taking me for a walk. 
What would our enemy be called? I feel like it's got to be some kind of toucan. <laughs> toucan? It doesn't like, you know, fruit. It's an island pug. <laughs> it's eating Fruity Loops. I'll be your guys' uh, your villain. I'll be called Catch Scratch Fever. <laughs> yes. And I'll just be a pussy. Just uh, yes. With claws. Yes. <laughs> Every time you come by, the Dominator's like, Ew! <laughs> gross! <laughs> I want to be Cash Scratch Peter. And then if we do this as like a comic strip or something like that, you uh, could just be like a Scooby-Doo, be like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling. <laughs> what, you can drive to... the, the gistery machine. Are you trying to fuck children? Is that what you're yeah, trying no. to get away with? Every time, you, every time we talk about something, RJ, it turns into you fucking children. I solved the puzzle. That, that's What's what I call the puzzle? It. That's like Learning how I to fuck a child? It's not a puzzle. That's overall, kind of yeah. Are overalls the puzzle? Yes. <laughs> Two buttons? Is that what's keeping you from being a pedophile? You got bigger problems to solve. I've seen you try to solve a Rubik's cube before. That is pretty impressive. The 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 most demented thing I've ever thought about yes. is a fucking pedophile getting caught, being like, "I solved the puzzle." I solved the puzzle. There's two snaps. I only got one before. And Come on, man. Literally, Why the always island do this pug? to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, fucking RJ. And then, literally, just when he solves the puzzle, it, it goes like it plays like a theme song, like Island Pug, but it does the Batman, the do 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 it goes closer with the like, just, icon. Just overall yeah. spinning back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a moneymaker. Just saying. <laughs> he solved the Oshkosh puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sick, RJ. Yeah, sicko. Jesus. Island Pug and the Dominator coming next fall on Fox. <laughs> yeah, luckily that Island Pug doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> Beware, children. Yes. He can't grab you. No. <sighs> <sighs> All right, well, this is Devin's mix. <laughs> Thank <Well>. God. <laughs> it was RJ's. Probably was on a kid's bop or something. Uh, Devin, what's your mix called? Emolution Blue Edition. Now, I'm just going to ask you straight up here, Devin. Okay. Do you, I feel like I have lots of questions to answer for, and I'm ready. You do. But also, I just want to know, do you have, after sending this or after looking at it this week, do you have any regrets here? Zero oh, regrets. Okay, well, that changes yep. my score. <laughs> All right. We'll get into it. I'm ready. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I think that you have a lot of explaining to do with this mix. So there is a part two to this wave. I don't know if that helps or not. I mean, and you just got two bands in here that don't... Some of these are not like the others. <laughs> well, I'd like to introduce you to a website called isthisbandemo.com. Okay, that sounds like someone who has way too much time on their hands. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. <laughs> because you type in any band. They're all emo. And it, will tell, no, no, it does say that some aren't emo. <laughs> but it gives like detailed descriptions on some of them that are like, like they put time into the website. And it's, it's a joke website. But I did run all these by that website. And they all pass the algorithm. But is it 
are you just trying to put emo bands in here or are they like leading to something else or they cuz they're not like necessarily the most influential bands from this era like what are you doing here man so they are influential not necessarily to the third wave exclusively because we still have fourth wave which is more of a reflection of later second wave. So like the post-hardcore wave? Fourth wave is more like uh, American football, sunny day real estate. Wait, the fourth wave? Is fourth li- wave. Oh, is like those bands. Mm-hmm. So the bands that no one listens to. <laughs> yeah, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the only guy who's listening to a band from 2015 that's making emo music. Oh, and 2022, brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's a fifth wave. There's a disputed fifth wave. Oh. I know. I don't understand why into it. there shouldn't be a fourth wave, to be honest with you, because it's just derivative of this wave then. Yes. It's, um... It should stop ugh. at the third wave. I've been going through the labyrinth, but there's... So there is a disputed fifth wave. Uh, third wave being, you know, like a Fallout Boy dashboard, My Chemical Romance. A lot of people don't like Fallout Boy being in there, but I feel like they have to be. Um, but that like pop emo shit that makes up the majority of the third wave. There was some sort of underground stuff that was more interesting. Um, fifth wave is blending a lot of that together in an interesting way, from what I found. I'm excited for you to try to convince me of that because you're basically saying, being like, let's take Chiodos and Mineral and put them together. Ooh. (laughs) Don't give him ideas. Damn. Okay. That sounds like the soundtrack to Island Pug and the Dominator to me. I'm in. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm curious. I, I have to make like final, I don't know how many more of these you're doing. He's working on number seven right now. No, three. (laughs) You're doing three more of these. Three or four. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, I think this one's probably the most confusing one to me. Okay. I think I I can. All the rest of them, it'll they'll make more sense to me. Okay. I can explain. um, I could probably just give one band that was influenced by each one of these bands to move forward. I would if like you to want know. To do that. Yes, I would like to know the exact band. Okay. To be like, oh, Sunny Day Real Estate influenced this band. Okay. I feel like it's a spoiler too, though. Uh, not necessarily because it's not. There's a lot of shit out there. But uh, yeah, I I can give explanations for each one of them. I would have just why they're on here. Blink on there and just call it good. <laughs> would have been over in one mix. <laughs> well, Angels and Airways would be in that fourth wave. They could be in there. Third wave. No, third they're wave. fourth wave. I'll let you guys argue. <sighs> they when would they come out? Wave? Angels and Airwaves, what? Okay, I'm thinking Boxcar Racer. Yeah, you piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm not How up to my like, Tom DeLong <laughs> discography. We're talking about like 2011 is when they're like really popping. Right? Okay. Yeah. Angels and Airwaves. <sighs> After that's blink, late so, yeah. third wave. I wouldn't even include that in fourth wave. Because fourth wave has such emo is dead by the time you get to them. 
What are you talking oh, no, about? Brother, it's just coming back. <laughs> no, it's not. You, you still oh. got the Foo Fighters. You still got <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, they just came out with a new album. It's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. yeah that new Blink is fifth wave. Emo is dead by the time you get to that. It's not. Uh, I don't know. At, how I much think... emo have you listened to that would be considered fourth wave? Like post. Give me a band. Fallout Boy. Uh, I don't want to ruin some mixes <laughs> here, but. Um... <laughs> Algernon Cadwallader, The World is a Beautiful Place. No. Dads. No. You've never listened to any of these. No, because they probably aren't that good. They're probably derivative of these bands. Okay. um, I was so believing, Mike. Like, I've heard them. Dismissive. No. I'm trying to think of something. No, because there's bands. This is my problem. It's the same fucking thing with the dumbasses. With the. What are they called? Uh, They have a T in their name. Tiger's Jaw? Nope. They're a hardcore band. Uh, they're very popular. Touche uh, Mori Title Fight. Title f- No, not Title Fight. Um, Titty Fuck. No. Uh, fuck. Uh, what's their face's word? Turnstile. It's my problem with Turnstile. Turnstile. It's like they're just derivative of the music that's already came out. I don't understand. Because that's what you're explaining to me. You're explaining to me bands that are just derivative of other bands, and you can't call that a new wave of music. I don't know if you can say that without hearing them. Okay, you're going to have to convince me because if they just yeah. sound like Death Cab for Cutie, then they're just derivative. I agree. Um, Yeah, you, you got to hear them. Okay. That's, hear this em. is on you, bro. This I is know. my mix. I know. We'll get you're, there in you three months from one, now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got another second wave one after this. <laughs> yeah, that I'm more interested in. Okay, Basement. Yeah, they're good. The Hotel Year. I haven't heard them. Modern Baseball. They're not good. <laughs> Touche Amore and Law Dispute. Uh, Touche's okay. They're not that good. I'm not even saying that they're good or not, but they're in that fourth wave. No, they're not. They're a hardcore band. Get the fuck out of here. This is with the beat of a dead horse. <laughs> no, they're a fucking hardcore band. Leave them alone. Melodic hardcore <laughs> is, is not, emo. No, it's not. It's emo. Go It Alone is not an emo band. No, Go It Alone literally not. defines melodic hardcore. Yeah, because they're posy. Verse is not a not an emo band. They're a melodic they're political. No. They're Rage Against the Machine of <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> no, they're not. That's Bane. <laughs> that's, yeah, Bane that's is not Verse. That's true. That is Bane. <laughs> verse is pretty political. I don't know if they're emotional at all, like lyrically. Get the fuck out of here. Melodic <laughs> hardcore is not emo. It's literally patterned after metal. It's not patterned after emo at all. Uh, I mean, I've never heard Slayer sing a very emotional song. Look, look. Besides, of, when people Angel talk about <laughs> when people talk about melodic hardcore, and especially a band that I would say that was on the forefront of melodic hardcore, it's a it's it's a West Coast style of hardcore specifically. And Killing the Dream is on the forefront of melodic hardcore. Now, Killing the Dream, emo. their basis of it is Embrace the End, which is metal. It's the infusion of metal and tough guy hardcore that makes melodic hardcore. Uh, i emo. Lifelong Tragedy is a melodic hardcore band. They mm. use sludge metal riffs. Yep. They're not very emotional. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't yeah, they're bring heavier. any hardcore band into this. You already There's... fucked up by having one <sighs> clear hardcore band no. on this mix. No. <laughs> nope. Very wrong. Yeah. It's just keep hardcore away from this. They're not the same. They don't mix. They're not. They're very different. Yes. But melodic hardcore can be emo. No, it can't. You know what happens? <sighs> you know what you get when you get that? You get shoegaze. <laughs> no, that's like depressing. Yes. That, yeah. No. You just get shoegaze. That's I mean, is shoegaze emo? I don't know what shoegaze is. Shoegaze might be it. emo now that we're talking about it. It might be emo. I would, it could be. I would could agree be. with that. I would, uh, yeah. like, my Bloody Valentine influenced more emo bands than anything. Yeah. It's tough. It's not it's that tough, Devin. I'm just keep tough. hardcore out of your filthy ginger mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about I'm not even talking about bands. hardcore. <laughs> you brought up Tuche. They're a hardcore band. Even though I don't like them that much, they're just a hardcore band. They're an emo band. No, they're not. That's to the like beat of a dead horse. That is an American Nightmare, an emo band? No, because their lyrics suck. But <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, Very Fall Out Boy used their lyrics. I know. Pete Wentz Emo. apparently played in American Nightmare at a show because he was a hardcore kid. Emo. Oh, this is where pop When did punk, emo end for you? Like, when did the third wave end? When did all of it end? This is this is an easy conversation. Does emo exist anymore? No, the Black Parade is literally the end oh. of emo. Oh, you know that. Oh, I, I don't know like that, that brother. Take. It no. is. No, it is. Nothing happened after the Black Parade in terms of emo. Okay, you so that fucking like Weezer album. Sunny albums. Day Real Estate is not significant in emo at all. No, they're significant in the nineties. They're not significant like anything that Sunny Day Real Estate put out past like 2002 is just derivative of their old stuff yeah but their early stuff like what did that influence that i already talked about this bro they're a washington band you're talking about grunge so sunny day real estate influences grunge and then it ends with that what Um, their influence no yeah no sunny day's real estate influenced emo the third wave and then the third wave ends with the black parade so what third wave bands do you think sunny day real estate influenced all of them how so sound wise all of them you name uh, them you name them captain and jazz what did they influence the like uh it's in here scary kids scaring kids oh yeah, the significant band of scary kids, scaring kids. Everybody remembers scary kids, scaring kids. Yeah, they were fucking huge. I'm telling you. All right, all Sunny, right. Sunny Day Real Estate. I Captain Jazz. I disagree with you. I don't think Captain Jazz is very influential. I was going to get into this, but you've got Sunny Day Real Estate and Mineral. Those are the only two influential bands that you have on here. In terms of emo, that's it. The rest of them, Captain Jazz is not that influential to emo. Uh, not the ones that you know of. No, it's the jazz element that throws it off every fucking time with that band. Okay. <laughs> the Captain part's fine. The, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain part I love. Yeah, it's just yeah. every time they get fucking weird, it's just, I'm just like, why are you doing this to me, brother? 
Yeah. Brother, brother, come here, brother. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this to me, brother? Why are you singing nonsense lyrics? <laughs> this is not emo. These lyrics are not not emotional. Yeah, emotional and concise. Yeah. Okay. The Black so. Parade ends emo. <laughs> I'm telling oh. you, that is a great stance. No. Because you got to think, that, like, what, no. that's 2007, 2008? Emo's I, dead after okay. that, brother. So what do brother, you call brother. all of these other bands? <laughs> not Touche Amore, not La Dispute, but the ones that you haven't heard. They're what either, do you call them? Oh, they could still be emo bands. They're just yeah. der, they're just derivative of old emo. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying the reason why the genre dies is because I have yet to hear, which I'm excited for you to prove me wrong, I have yet to hear an emo band that has came out in the 2010s that is bringing new things to the table, Devin. Yes. That's making a new wave. Okay. Not just because there's music doesn't mean that there's a new wave. A revival of a second wave okay, a would revival. be a new wave. That's not a new wave. That's a revival. You just said what it is. <laughs> I, I, they can be the same. No. <laughs> yes. A revival of the of an old wave is not a new wave. It's a revival of the old wave. <laughs> Then what is new wave music? <laughs> well, that's Devo. Okay, we can get into that. Is that emo? <laughs> is Devo emo? Mark Mothersbaugh, you know, he's an interesting cat. Yeah, regrets. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you, you there. go to your little Redditeers, okay, and say, my friend oh, says... They're going to be so upset with <laughs> you. I'll post it right now and let you know. I'll let you know what he they have to say. Everything after the Black Parade is just derivative of old emo bands. All right. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I'm if it's not, shit. it means it's like shoegaze adjacent. It's post-hardcore. It's hardcore. It's alternative rock. It's not the. It's not a new version of emo. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm posting this right now. Good. My friend says that emo... <laughs> Ended with my the black <laughs> and he's being very mean to me about it. He said the F word. <laughs> the one with two G's. Okay. Yeah. Tell him he still has a hairdo like a uh, like emo haircut. He's a true emo. <laughs> yeah. Still the black, like, you know, the black hair over the eyes. Yeah. Tell him. Just walking around going, where are you? (laughs) I'll come for him. I'll come all over. (laughs) Tell him that, too. (laughs) He says he'll come all over you guys. Say he's going to island pug all of them. (laughs) No context. Island pug in the Dominator is coming for you, bro. (laughs) See, that sounds like a great emo band. That does. (laughs) All right. Good. All right. It's posted. Good. We're waiting. <laughs> right. uh, I want it to be clear. Know. I don't care about your Reddit tears. I wanted to be clear. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Black Parade. <laughs> okay. I'll, po- I'll post that in there as soon as I get the first reply. <laughs> like, by the way, he said he doesn't even like the Black Parade. <laughs> no. But that's when it ended. Are you Are you just one of those punks dead guys? Like, exploited fans? Like, yes. punks fucking dead, bro. Yes. Emo's well, dead? Once punk becomes commercialized, <gasps> it is no longer punk anymore, which is why it was dead. Yeah. I don't think that applies to emo. Yes, it does. Mm. Emo died, brother. It's fine. Give well, it up. Well, then they revitalized it with the fourth wave by going back to the second wave. Boom. 
You got but alpha. That's not a new wave. We've already... It is because we <laughs> revived it from the death. It's wave. It's the first wave again. Yeah, that's what it now is. You're gonna tell me, fucking? I bet you think Gaslight Anthem is a fucking fourth wave emo band. <laughs> no, that's just Bruce Springsteen, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, indie bands. Damn, that first Gaslight album could be an emo album. Yeah. See, what does is... Goo Goo Dolls fit? Somebody said that on the Reddit. <laughs> I laughed at it because I'm like, fuck. Yeah, Iris They're is quite an emotional. emo song. Yeah, Iris is an emo song. Yeah, if you played Iris and the Spill Canvas, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so f- right. fuck your Redditors. <laughs> oh, they're going to be so mad at you. <laughs> um, you don't give a shit about any of this, RJ. Do you it was entertaining. give a shit about any of this, RJ? I was entertained. Island yeah. Pug. This is some of the most controversial mixes that Devin's putting out. And yeah. he's had mixes that use naughty words. <laughs> yeah. We haven't played those episodes with the N-word. Like, I don't, I don't want to give out too much of a spoiler, but I know, you know Mike's obviously passionate. About everything, Just, RJ. I, I don't want to <laughs> everyone too and much, everything. A, <laughs> I don't want to give too much of a spoiler, but just one of the one of my reviews. He's is, been dead the whole time. <laughs> just just to show you, one of my reviews is it has jazz in it. It's cool. Yeah, that's that's. I'm just giving you a sneak peek. Uh, I wonder what song that is. <laughs> I so, see he's dove deep into mineral. <laughs> found the jazz element. <laughs> So that's coming. All right, you piece of shit, Devin. Just go ahead and <laughs> guess our favorite, least favorite, favorite artist. Okay, I know your favorite, Mike. Okay, go ahead. See what happens. But I gave you both the same. <laughs> okay, you're wrong. Both then. <laughs> you're wrong already. Yeah. We're gonna see five one five for both of you. Five one five. Okay. All right. Dead. That's not going to be Devin or RJ's. I know that. Don't fucking change your answer, Sergey. <laughs> I'm set. I know which one I like. I'm watching you the whole time. Is, this is not like a a two hour mixtape, so I had time to listen to the whole thing multiple times. I know seventeen minutes. You can listen to it at least three times, yeah. like on the way to work. True. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's get into this mix. Emolution Blue Edition. First song on here, we've got Tools and Chrome by Goldfinger. Oh, wait. I mean, Jawbox off oh of my God. Gripe. Grip Gripe <laughs> plus five from 1991. This is track three, two minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, Goldfinger Jawbox is an American Jeez. alternative rock band. I can't do this the whole time. Washington, no. DC. <laughs> Formed this. in 1989 uh, by Jay Robbins, Kim. Coletta, Adam Wade, after the trio released their album Gripe in 1991, uh, Bill Barbeau joined as the fourth member. Jawbox released their second novel album, Novelty. Oh, this is why they're on here. In 1992, Devin loves his novelty stuff. Um, Jawbox <laughs> signed to a major label, Atlantic Records, and released their third album, For Your Own Special Sweetheart, in 1994. After release of their fourth album, Jawbox, in 1996, the band departed from Atlantic. Um, and Barbo left the band in 2021 and was replaced. Apparently, they're still playing, which is surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know why this band's on this mix. I don't know who they're influential towards. They're uh, an early pop-punk-style band. 
Um, so yeah, there's that. Devin, why are they on this mix? All right. So I put them on here to lead it out of the first wave. It's at the very early uh, early part of the second wave. But you have the, the last song in the last mix leads us out of that first wave. Yeah, but this is still like the remnants of that going in to what you said, the pop punk part, mm-hmm. which is irrelevant. The stepping stone to, to the third wave. Pop punk is the stepping stone to the third wave. Because um, I would say that Sunny Day Real Estate is the stepping stone to the third wave. I think they all play parts, but <laughs> this... just because emo bands, their first records are pop punk bands, doesn't mean that Jawbox is the stepping stone. <laughs> They're not necessarily the one. Like I could say Jawbreaker would yeah. have been better, but that, that, again, they're the same thing to me. Yeah, but a Jawbreaker would have been a better example. But their album conflicted with, uh, like, Dear You conflicted with uh, some of the other bands on here. So I went with Jawbox instead of Jawbreaker because um, it still had a little bit of that first wave in it, but also transforming the pop punk aspect of it into the second wave, which leads to the fourth band. Wait. Fourth band, yeah, well, at least a lifetime. Yeah, I, I don't know how Which, why you ordered this mix the way you did. Well, it's all chronological too. No, it's year not. by year. No, yeah, not. it is. I don't think so. It should be. No, it is. Uh, that lifetime record is in '95. Mm, I think that might be like the remaster. Uh, yeah, it came out. I had to look this up. I, I have a master list. Of like emo by year, basically, uh, and somebody else ordered it for me by release date, and one or that album was on there. Hello Bastards before. is ninety five. All right, let's see. Well, either way, it was supposed to be <laughs> chronological, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I can't remember. I gotta remember which one I have to look up. One of them, I think it might be Mineral has. A few well, Captain Jazz was hard too because it's like an anthology, so the release date on Spotify is not accurate. But anyways, but Jawbox the release date of that 1998 though of that anthology. They had anthology, yes, but not the song. The song was released on uh, like it came out before that. I forgot the year that particular song did that song. Yeah. That one's tough. That's uh, there's a few uh, a few of these emo mm. bands that only have like one album mm. that's an anthology. <laughs> so mm. that's why it's chronological. Mm. <laughs> but mm. basically Jawbox pop punk led to Lifetime which leads to another band that we'll talk about later that was very influential for the Third Wave and very important and would Third Wave wouldn't happen without them. But I don't think Jawbox influenced Lifetime. Lifetime I think Jawbox was made in 1990, and Jawbox was made in 1989. But Jawbox <laughs> leading to Jawbreaker, with leading to Warp Tour, which we're not talking about. <laughs> no, but the whole pop punk aspect of emo. I disagree with this statement, Devin. I disagree. You, but you agree who, that the Black Parade is hand, the last emo album you said that was emo. Whose and hand that are you influenced. holding? 
influenced by pop punk. Why are you trying to hold my hand? <laughs> I, you might need your hand held. You're saying you made a whole, you made a great mix last mix, and then you're starting this mix being like, yeah, but this has remnants of that mix. It's like, bitch, you already made a great mix. I don't need you to hold my hand into this mix. You just I, wasted a slot. I'm sorry. I mean, who, I think they should who, be in there. Who, who's Andy old? It's not I mean, mine. It might be RJ's. He's holding a dick. Might be the island pug. Might this, be holding his little paw. This is what happens <laughs> when we take you into consideration, RJ. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's see. The uh, let me Thanks. let me look yeah, at my list. Let me look at my no, master no, list. No, you don't get to list, look at. No, your I'm, list. I'm not looking at my list. <laughs> so, other bands that could have been in that slot. <sighs> Sam, I am. They suck. Yeah. Fuel. Suck. Which too. not the. Not the other band, Fuel. It's an emo band that was very obscure. I had never heard until I found this list. Jawbreaker had a shitty album at that time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Engine Kid, Indian Summer, Moss Icon. And Goldfinger. Goldfinger's not on that list. They're not emo. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. They have like trumpets. Sounds like you don't know your emo history, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this song's fine. I just don't think it belongs on this mix. Okay, and it. I just. Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm glad that you you think that it's my least favorite because you know it shouldn't be here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Alpha. RJ. RJ. I'm sure RJ thought this song was just fine. The song was okay. <laughs> like I was like, I, I could see this. Like I kept on thinking this is going to evolve into something because I mean that's the premise of what Devin's doing. So I was like, I can kind of see it, but I kept on getting to the weird notions, just the sound of the guy's voice and how it reminds me of I think Bad Religion. Oh, thank you, RJ. Thank you. And I was just like, ah, oh, that kind of drives me crazy every time I hear it. I was just like, ah, oh, it's that bad. Re- and I don't like Bad Religion. Never you know, got into him. Island Pug, I love you, brother. I love you, Adam Puck. Uh, my, tail shaking right now. my tail is shaking right now. My tail is shaking so much. I'm going to rub that belly, Adam Puck. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's rubbing his own belly. Yeah, I'm pretending you're rubbing it. Damn, are you guys <laughs> jerking off together? Is that what this is? I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> you watch, Dominator. <laughs> Damn it. All right, I'll zip up my get mask. Remember, you can't say anything. You just got to stand there. <laughs> Wait, what's my safe word again? Can I say it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the song like every time I listen to it, I didn't hate it, I didn't love it, but it was one of those I'm like, okay, I could see how this could go somewhere. You guys obviously talked more details than I would have put into this, um, but I was like, it could go into the emo more like sense to something. I was like, I could see potential in here, but I think it was just kind of one of those one I heard Bad Religion two, the song was okay. And it's just like I I don't have a definitive of where it's going to actually go with its type of genre of you know the emo evolution. Yeah, because you go from that to a stark contrast. Yeah. Which I if you you just should have started the mix with Sunny Daniels, (laughs) because they are literally like the pilot. They're like, okay, this is the biggest band, the most influential band that changes everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They bring melody into it. You don't need to hold my hand, Devin. 
You tra- Some people need their hands He's held. Treating I, us I, like I didn't know. Babies, I mean, RJ. You admitted that you don't even know I'm anything about fourth wave emo. <laughs> because it doesn't exist, Devin. It exists. <laughs> if you just use your imagination. You have not solved the puzzle. <sighs> <laughs> it's just two snaps. <laughs> the emo puzzle. Yeah. <sighs> uh, all right, so moving on from fucking jawbone or whatever. Um, <laughs> we've got Song Jaw About Bone. an Angel by Sunny Day Real Estate off a of Diary from 1994, track three, six minutes and 14 seconds. Sunny Day Real Estate, American emo band from Seattle. Emo. Weird. Weird that emo. that's right in the front there. Formed in 1992. The band currently consists of founding members uh, Jeremy Ennick, Dan Horner, uh, William Goldsmith, alongside Greg Sraum, who originally played with the band between 2000 and 2001, uh, Chris Jordan on bass, who joined uh, the band in 2022, so just recently. Uh, founding bass guitarist uh, Nate Mendel was a member of the band during three of its four incarnations. Uh, Sunny Day Real Estate were one of the early rock bands in the Midwest emo scene, even though they're not from the Midwest, um, and helped establish the genre despite not actually being from the um, the Midwest themselves. Weird. In 1994, the band released their debut album, Diary, on Sub Pop Records to critical acclaim. However, shortly after recording their second album, LP2, the band broke up uh, rhythm section Mendel and Goldsmith joined Foo Fighters, while lead vocalist and guitarist Enoch embarked on a solo career. Uh, in 1997, the regrouped long enough to record two more studio albums and a live album, but ultimately disbanded once again in 2001. Uh, bassist Nate Mendel, who chose to remain with the Foo Fighters during the previous reunion in 1997, took part in this reunion. Um, so they've been on and off and on and off. And they're, of course, they're... They went on to play with Foo Fighters because they're Washington band, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, they most recently went on a tour with Appleseed Cast, which sounds pretty fucking rad. Ooh, I'd they, still go see that. Yeah, they belong on this mix, you know. They were almost on here. They, sh- they should be on here. They weren't, though. Uh, in 2013, <laughs> Diary took the first place uh, in LA Weekly's list of top 20 emo albums in history. And in 2016, Diary also topped the Rolling Stone list for the 40 greatest emo albums of all time, RJ. This is how important this band is. So important. And he just has it as the second one, RJ. This is what he thinks about this band. He's like, they're not good enough to be number one. I'm going to put them as number two. It's actually chronological order. Thank you, No, it's not. Randall. We've already established that it he fucked that up. It is chronological. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. Just keep on, keep on reading your bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna figure this shit out. <laughs> that was perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking love Sunny Day Real Estate. They're one of the greatest bands ever made, uh, with only a handful of albums out there. Um, yeah, they're so fucking talented and so good. You would not have Death Cab for Cutie without Sunny Day Real Estate, which Death Cab basically helped define an aspect of the emo genre through the 2000s. Um, yeah, and like they said, they help. Uh, inspire most of Midwest emo scene. So, like, the last band that we're going to have popped up on here, RJ, uh, even though they're not from the Midwest, they basically have that Midwest sound nailed. Um, Yeah, they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Fucking love them. Um, I remember one of the first times that most people probably heard them is in that uh, dumb Gym Class Hero song. 
uh, where he references Sunny Day Real Estate. Um, yeah, they're great, though. Does he? Oh, yeah. he was listening off a bunch of bands in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were just basically one of those bands that, like, when you got into Taking Back Sunday and Brand New, someone would be like, but have you heard of Sunny Day Real Estate? Um, and yes. basically, like, the other bands, like Braid and Mineral and Captain Jazz and all those bands, they weren't, like, necessarily brought up in the same respect as Sunny Day. They just didn't quite make the leap forward of being like, oh, yeah, this is the number one band from this era. Uh, but yeah, they're fucking sick. RJ, have you listened to Sunny Day before? Uh, so I've heard the name. That means I might have ran into them, but I just didn't pay attention. Because I think during the time of like the Taking Back Sundays, they were like, check out all these bands. And I'm like, oh, it's a lot of bands. I like Taking Back Sunday and Blink-182. Um, so I, I, I'm sure I've been shown. I knew the name. I think when we went into this mix, I was like, oh, yeah, I know some of these names. Um, Devin, did you listen to these guys before? Yeah. So Devin probably showed me this band that he, no one else has ever heard of. And he's like, check out this band <laughs> I found out like on MySpace. And he showed me them. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it, I could check that off the list. So I've heard the name before. They're, this song seems familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the song or if it's just the style of this. Um, it's because it influenced so much. <laughs> yes. That's why it's number two. You know, first the worst, second the best. <laughs> uh, I got you, Devin. Um, <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> Island poke for life. Um, so Dominator appreciates. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just the you know you could tell from this one that it's like the first one. I'm like I think this influenced people. This song you could be like oh I see where this could go and I could see who people being like added to the list of these are the things like bands that I grew up with and this is what made me want to make music and then that that is you know essentially what the emo type of genre is and then. Like their style, their their sound, it's very iconic, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I did get like a weird. I'm guessing you guys didn't as much as I did, but I had a weird like grunginess to this, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is a '90s grunge band," but brother, like, emos brother, and sprinkled yes. on it, brother. I agree, yes. brother. They're from Washington, brother. I agree. Oh, yeah, that's very grungy. Yeah. West Coast. They were made in 1992. Yeah. Like, grunge was basically starting to form by 1992. Like, they were heavily, brother, they're heavily influenced. Yeah. And I was like, you could hear that in there. And I was like, I like that because you could see that this is the start of something. And that it's just going to spread amongst, like, you know, in the spider web of creativity. And then Nirvana came out and ruined grunge. Mm-hmm. And this section of emo apparently died. But Nirvana's very emo. <sighs> grunge is an emo. That's close. It's pretty close. <laughs> shoegaze is closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Sunny Day Real Estate, they could be considered a shoegaze band to me. <laughs> I mean, is Pearl Jam emo? Not with those luscious pipes he's got. <laughs> uh, yeah, only the Eddie Vedder into the Wild soundtrack <laughs> is emo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Jamie Spooky on. It on emo actually <laughs> i want to hear eddie Vedder covers emo greatest hits <laughs> yeah <laughs> eddie Vedder covers captain jazz yeah <laughs> yeah uh devin do you have anything that you need to say about this glorious band i don't think i need to say anything about this one about bands that they influenced no it's I everyone think, i think yeah i think we understand that i will say if you want influences into the third wave, 
saves the day, a little bit of taking back Sunday, a little bit of Thursday. Is that do you do we agree? No. Yeah, I mean okay. everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who I would like put out there to be like, this is for sure, other than I mentioned Death Cab. Um, but they're also a Washington band, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um I still don't know how Bright Eyes fit, factors into all of this. They're folk. I'm I'm just going to include them in folk, but yeah. like that they are very unique folk. Except like, for that Desaparecidos or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, except for that. I like I I'm wide awake it's morning. Or actually even the Digital Ash and Digital Urn. Yeah. Like I I don't know if that's folk. Like that could be emo. It's only folk because of how experimental it is. Like, I would say that Bright Eyes is far more experimental than almost every other emo band out there. Like, he does weird shit constantly in his records. Yeah. He does not make normal decisions, which falls in the folk category to me because he's so goddamn weird. Yeah. Maybe like that freak folk category, like uh, Joanna Newsom. Yeah. And uh, Regina Spector, Regina. Yeah, because emo is fairly straightforward. It's not that complicated. It doesn't do... Once it becomes too weird, it becomes like Shoegaze or something. Like, Cursive is one of the weirder, like, emo bands. Yeah. But... That's almost just verging on, like, the birth of indie. Yeah, exactly. You know, coming out of, like, pavement era. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This generation... So... I will say this is going to be like a running theme, kind of like the 90s generation of all music. And I think it's with the popularity of MTV really changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Into the 2000s, when we get into the third wave, the internet and Napster changed everything. Yeah. So this this mixtape and the next mixtape, like all the second wave are mostly regional influences. We'll see a lot more like regional shit going on. And then once we get into the third wave, that all disappears because the internet is the biggest thing in music as opposed to local scenes. Like, all of these bands are confined to their local scenes. They don't have nationwide coverage. Like, people had well, to go to Sunny Day shows. Real Estate does. At this time, though? like I think so. Sub Pop was, like, because of Nirvana, like, Sub Pop was pretty big. They were, but, like, and I don't know because I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't into the music back yeah. then. I feel like maybe at independent record stores, this was like the birth of that uh, word of mouth, um, you know, like high fidelity, like listen to this album type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like there there was more of an interest in that type of music. MTV did help that. I don't know what Sunny Day Real Estate's coverage on MTV was. But once we get into the 2000s, the internet is the biggest factor of how this music like exploded and they started blending all the genres. Well, see, I don't think like, you know, MTV is not going to, unless it's like, you know, underground stuff, right. On MTV, it's going to show the biggest influence, like the, you know, the big bands, right. You're going to have your M&Ms on there and your blink One Day twos. But as soon as like the internet as Napster came about, because uh, just remember the influences that uh, MySpace had and they had their music. 
that's how you found out a lot of a lot of genres, subgenres, and that's kind of just exploded where people can actually do the research versus just being like, oh, I'm going to go to a music store and just find out about things. Yeah. So it's like you know, it created more things for people listening to things they never heard of before, because you know, you know, it's local, but then it turns into well, now it's worldwide. Yes. Yeah. And so it blows up. The '90s are interesting. We see all of these styles like splintering off into you know grunge and Indian shit and folk. Um, emo is it took a weird turn during the '90s. That's why I put a lot of these songs on here. It's kind of a variety of shit. There was a bigger variety of shit that was considered emo at this time, but I just don't like some of it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of going to be a through line from here on out, and that's why it gets kind of squirrely after this. Here we go. So Diary had a music video. Okay. Okay. Um, it was the seventh highest album uh, sold on Sub Pop with over 231,000 copies sold. It was of all time? Uh, for, yeah. Okay. And then... <clears throat> on top of that, uh, seven was eventually in a South Park episode, and then also was. the band uh, played on John Stewart show. What the yeah. Daily Show? Uh, the John Stewart show. The John Stewart show. Okay, which predates, I believe, that show predates. Oh, predates uh, the Daily Show. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, so they were out there in 1993 for the John Stewart show. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I think that I, I think that the the piece that we're not talking about with in terms of what you're saying is college radio in the nineties was pretty mm. fucking big. Yeah. It was very popular. Yeah. So that's true. We did talk about college radio before yeah. and how that kind of birthed indie. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like Cake, the band Cake wouldn't have come about if it weren't for pavement. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, because I love pavement, I fucking hate cake. But that band wouldn't have existed without existing on college radio, you know. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So let's move on to track number three. Here we've got Basile's Kite from Captain Jaws <laughs> from uh, Anal uh, Apothecary. Can um, I? <laughs> can I correct? Can I? <laughs> it's not Anal Apothecary. No. No, it's not. Uh, no, it's not anal apothecary. It rolls it's off the tongue. And alphabet of polythology. Mm. Is Mine sounds better. Yeah. I'm going to go with Mike. I'm not going to lie. It does. It sounds like the first episode of Island Pug and the Dominator. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need to make a correction here because Mike was accusing me <laughs> of not ordering this correctly and not doing my fucking research. But it seems like this song might have come out June 1994. Did you say might have? Uh, it did. Okay. <laughs> it did. Actually. Or sorry. June 1995. It was recorded December 1994, but released June 1995. And I will say the next song? <laughs> September 1995. <laughs> Chronologically <laughs> alphaed. That's boom. Was it like released as a single? No, it was an album. It's just not on Spotify. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it's true. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Just because you read it on the internet. Yeah. It's real. No. It's an album <laughs> called Schmapton Schmaz. I'm not making yeah. that up. That is really what it's called. Yeah. They're in the spot, too. I get it. <laughs> Schmapton Schmaz. 
Yeah, okay. Anal Apothecary from 1998. <laughs> 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 Jack 7 on it. Two minutes and 36 seconds. 95. Captain Jazz Jeez. was an American emo band formed in Chicago. What in year? 1989, they were formed. Oh, so they probably released an album in 1995 then? Uh, probably. I don't know if the song was on it, though. What? <laughs> so I'm telling you. <laughs> believe me. Trust After me. A number of I am the Dominator. <laughs> After a number of name changes in the addition of... Oh, was it under a different name, maybe? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it says Captain Jazz on the album cover. <laughs> I'm going to show it to Island Pug right now. He's going to verify it. You see that? It says Captain Jazz. It does. <laughs> see? doesn't say Captain Ron on there. Uh. <laughs> uh, Captain Jazz has uh, influenced a number of bands. Um, Al Grunoon... Algernon Cadwallader <laughs> has been one of the most important fourth wave emo bands. <laughs> this is a pretty Keep that name in mind. Dumb name, Algernon Cadwallader. What the fuck is that? Flowers for Algernon, brother. That, I don't give a fuck. <sighs> it's because you don't enjoy literature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the American post hardcore band Scary Kids, Scaring Kids took their name from a Cat mm-hmm. Jazz song. So yeah. that's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are I, scientists. I'm just I've never I've never been sold on Captain Jazz. They have songs that I enjoy, and then they make decisions that I'm just like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Um, so I'm just not the biggest fan of them. Uh, don't mind the song until you know the thing happens, and then it's over. <laughs> uh, RJ. Um. So this is one of those bands. Believe it or not, that Devin's like, check out. I got a band that puts jazz in with this. It's like no one's ever heard of this before. You need to listen to it. <laughs> So I, I believe I've heard this one from Devin. I don't think I would have heard it anywhere else. But it's one of those where I'm like, okay, you can see major influences from this. And they like to, to sprinkle jazz in there. And it's, it's cool because they put a little jazz in there. It's creative. Um, there's my thing that I said earlier. Um, right. Callback. But I do appreciate what they do. But I would like... The jazz to be jazz and the emo to be emo. Hell yeah. Does that make sense? Do I hate it? No. I'm fine with it. It works because this is not something new. This is something that's been like there. So they they were mixing styles together. And yet again, this is something new that they're like, hey, we're creating something new. Minus the jazz kind of slowly dwindles out. But I do like the sound of it. I like the flow of it. I like the whole overall because you can listen to this and you're like, there are bands in here that I like. That are in here, Ooh. and and I I liked it a lot because of that. Just because Ooh. it made me feel all these types of ways, and I was like, "That's cool. I like that. that I got that from the sound." And but then you like, as Mike said, the jazz thing kind of came in, and I was like, "All right, I don't hate it, but it's like I feel like, mind you, I, I don't know who's gonna like this better, but it sounds like a gimmick." When they're yeah. like, I'm going to start playing. Like Devin loves his novelty. He yes. Loves his novelty and I was just stuff. like, just weird. I was like, I, I got something. They're like, go ahead and play whatever you got. And then it does that. But then I'm like, that's what jazz is. It's just something that's not orchestrated. It's just something. Well, I guess there is. Anyway. Um, that's free flowing, man. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, so especially their name. It fits perfectly. But I, I do like the song. I didn't enjoy it. It's just the jazz. I was like, I could have done without it. But I still enjoyed for what they are and what they be, were to influence and become. Thank you, Randall. My island pug. <laughs> I've already claimed him. He 
He's not yours. I'm the Dominator. You know, whoever has a treat, I go to. No, you're his. Yeah, but like my name is the Dominator, and it kind of sounds like authoritarian. <laughs> no, I'm going to say wherever I go, you go. So if Mike claims me, that means I go to Mike and you follow. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I am the role. alpha. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's got the treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to him. <laughs> okay, so fourth song on here, we've got Neutral Territory by Lifetime off of Hello Bastards from 1995, track six, two minutes and 20 seconds. Lifetime is an American punk rock band from New Jersey. The band was formed in 1990 and disbanded in 1997. In late 2005, they announced a reunion. Notice how before we saw an American emo band from Chicago. I remember uh, that. Let's see here. American uh, emo band. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that too. Yeah, okay. So we got a punk rock band here. Weird. Uh, the band was formed in 1990 um, with its roots in the New York and New Jersey hardcore scene. Oh, weird. That will weird. come into they play have, later. They have their roots there. Nope, don't get those. Get hardcore out of your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they are known uh, to have met and lived in New Brunswick, New Jersey during that time. Uh, in contrast to the negative, somewhat violent tone uh, by their New York hardcore contemporaries, uh, lyrics, cats emphasize more positive, positive, huh? Yeah. Personal themes in their two Personal, songs. Personal, emotional. Yeah. Posy, huh? Weird. Much like the Much origins like of champion, emo, huh? rites hmm. of spring I guess coming champion, out of hardcore. I guess champion must be a, an emo band. Um, then, that's huh? a different different subsect <laughs> of hardcore no. called Posy. Yeah, which Lifetime has been associated with, brother. Mm, but they're not. No. So, Just because sorry. he doesn't talk about straight edge, it's the only difference. They're an emo band. They're an emo band. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hello Bastards on JHG Records. Hello Bastards marked a slight shift in direction, incorporating more melodic uh-huh. punk leanings okay. over a driving hardcore tempo. Weird. That instead Ooh. of yeah. less hardcore, more punk. Yep. Huh. Bringing hardcore into emo. Great. I'm in for I'm here it's, for it. I don't see the word emo in this at all. <laughs> I mean, if you just go to the website, is this band emo.com and type in <laughs> lifetime, I think you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Again, I mean, you go on there and you say, is Michelle Obama, uh, put in the words. I will. <laughs> and then you'll find you it there, brother. You keep talking. I'll, I'll do that. I got the site ready to, ready to go, brother. Uh, let's see. Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lifetime's great. Uh, I first heard Lifetime probably in 2005, maybe, maybe 2006. Um, loved them because I was listening to a lot of hardcore at the time, RJ, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like an earlier hardcore band. This is you awesome. You were listening to emo at that time? I was not. I was over emo by 2005, yeah. 2006. Well, you missed out. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't even listening to emo during that time. No, I actually had <laughs> I had a patch that had like this punk rocker with a, a mohawk, and he was throwing the word emo into a trash can. Yeah. Yeah, I was very against it. I probably was listening to it still. You listen to the used. I went to the store with my mom and bought girl pants. Did you guys do that? I couldn't fit in them. <laughs> yes, you could yes. have. Even fat girl pants. No, you you just go to the pregnant section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for your maternity clothes. I'm trying to be emo. <laughs> but I'm also fat. Yeah. 
I think I am the emo authority here. <sighs> yep. I never did the, the I like my loose fitting jeans because I always was fat. I mean, Mike, Reddit would disagree with you. That is not you. I don't care about these Redditors, these fucking 18-year-olds who weren't even there, man. Man, um, you weren't actually, even there. I was talking to somebody on Reddit that was there for the Sunny Day real estate era. And oh, they're even strictly... Worse. They don't count. Uh, he He's very in informative. 40s, yeah, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. You're talking he knows about, what he's talking about. You're talking about older versions of Jeff. They don't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not Jeffs. <laughs> this guy didn't come off as a Jeff, at least. Oh, he for sure is a Jeff. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's like, let me let me tell you guys. In my 30s, I had a music podcast, guys. He <laughs> seemed like a cool guy. Like he knew what he was talking about. And then I started to Reddit, and I had people follow me because I have knowledge. <laughs> All right, Michelle Obama is not in their system. <laughs> but I will type in Lifetime, and it says Lifetime. Is an emo band also the best dancers in New Jersey? Lifetime yeah. is also okay. hardcore okay. <laughs> and punk. Yeah, the, the also, to start off by saying they're an emo band and then say they're also hardcore and punk, is a, that's a statement right there. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, you want me to check another band? Throw it out, brother. No. What you I got? don't need what your you silly got? website. What you got? I've got my brain, brother. You want to know the movie life? I don't care what they have to say. You want to see what they have to say? They're a pop punk band. I don't care. What the movie life say. is an emo band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, RJ Lifetime, they're a great band. You would like them a lot. I don't know if you had a chance to dive into them. Um, yeah, they're right up your alley in the terms of the East Coast pop punk that I love. So Lifetime is not Lifehouse, which I thought going into this <laughs> a couple times, and I was like, okay, this is not who I'm thinking of. It I happened once or twice. Lifehouse over Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa. For an emo mix? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what? They are quite emotional. Oh, uh, now you just lost all credibility. <laughs> That's insane. He's using his brain. Are you right? going to say Semisonic is more of an emo band? I mean, if it's that kind Don't. of life. Don't fucking start. Uh, closing time, bro. They're sad. Um, so this song, I can see it going into stuff. And I was like, one, this song is fantastic. This fits me 100%. Love this. I love the energy. This is like my type of song. Um, and I enjoyed it. That's all. That's all. I like this one. All right. Okay, moving on here, we'll just go to track number five. Okay. Because Devin doesn't need to say anything else about that. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is going to be very controversial, so I'm going to go pee real quick. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> don't don't talk <laughs> shit about me while I'm gone. He's going to give me so many belly rubs here. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just going to be coming while I'm going to make time that red rocket appear, baby. Put that red rocket away. <laughs> Uh, we got Parking Lot by Mineral off of The Power of Failing. This is the 10th song on there. So it's the last song. Three minutes and 51 seconds. Mineral is an American emo band. Weird. It's right there Ooh, in the title. There. From Houston, Texas. Uh, soon after their formation, they relocated to beautiful Austin. All four members of Mineral were signed to Interscope Records on individual contracts. After disbanding in 1998, its members worked on their musical projects, including the Gloria Record, Pop Unknown, and Zookeeper. In 2010, a compilation CD of all the band's songs, except for The Saddest Star, was released uh, in Japan. 
under a complete collection. Uh, Mineral announced a reunion tour in 2014. The band celebrated their 25th anniversary then with a couple of new songs. Um, Yeah, so I fucking love Mineral. Uh, This song's great. Uh, Gloria is the best song off that album. Gloria is a masterpiece of a song. Love that song so much. The song is really good too. Um, I think that even though Sunny Day Real Estate is on this mix, and I think that they're the most influential band, I would say out of the songs on here, this is the most influential song out of all five songs on here. It's pretty um, influential. Yeah, you could basically see it, like as a bands you can you can be like oh yeah all these bands were influenced by sunny day real estate as a song from mineral like even if you take glory as a song from mineral you could just be like let me just show you every single band let me show you every single band during this fucking third wave that's influenced by mineral um yeah i fucking love them i think they're fantastic um i hope you enjoyed them rj they're texans so yeah um i like the song but I think just in all, I mean, there's nothing like literally. I like we said, you can hear the influences, you can hear the sounds. This has influenced many, many bands. But just, I wish there was more ending parts in the whole song. But that, that's just me coming from the last song where there's a lot of energy versus it goes straight into this. But you know, I that's know. what he emo is. Had, he should have had Gloria, brother. He should have had Gloria. No. But there's nothing against it. Nothing against the song. I, I like the song. It's just that that's my own preference coming, especially from the last song. Um, but I did like this song. I, I love the influences that I do hear from this. It's a good song. Just the the sounds, the you know, the style and everything like that. And I, I have nothing against the ending of this one. I didn't hear the other song, but I did enjoy this song. Devin, do you have anything to add about Monroe? Um, This band influenced a lot. Like we said, like you said. Um, I love the song. Last song in the album. Put it at the end because I like the uh, the outro. Okay, that's it. I mean, what what, what else you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Glory is good too. I didn't know that. Um, dude from this band went on to make the Gloria record. Yeah, like the second band or a separate band. Mm-hmm. Seems to be based on this bitch Gloria. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I just want to know she got the bingo titties. Uh, the, the nice thing about this uh, about this mix, Devin, is it led me to new bands that I had not heard of before that I fucking mm. love. Ooh, some fourth wave bands? No, not at all, because there's no point to listening to them. Dude, have you listened to this band, Calm? No. They're so oh. goddamn good. Calm. They've, yeah, they've got a 12 inch and a 7 inch that's on Spotify. And then, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've got, I think their other one just has two songs on it or something. But God damn it. Mm. If if you want to even open up the discussion about shoegaze and emo and 90s, oh my God, they're so goddamn good. I had never heard them before until a week or two ago. Uh, I think from your first mix. Um so okay. a couple of weeks ago. They're so good. Um, yeah. yeah, the fans also like section has a bunch of bands that I have never heard of. Yeah. So it, I'm... Uh, all right, click on their 12-inch. Yeah. And then play... Uh, I think it's the... 
Um, we've made a contact. Slide the needle. Silk wrapped. Fall. Silk wrapped. Yeah. opens up the shoegaze part of it yeah yeah they're very shoegaze for that time but they've got that 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 whole riff there is so 90s and it's that was I, nirvana yeah that was I love it so he's much. the one he yeah. loves all the pretties that was like that riff mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all right that band's sick and then i've been listening to have you heard the band i hate myself no yeah they have an album um 10 songs I haven't. I listened to their EP, which is in the '90s. Their ten songs albums from 2000. That song, that album's fucking great. Uh. So I think some of these bands that I've been listening to are like I would say like shoegaze, emo adjacent. But I hate myself. They're fucking sick too. There's another band. I think Ooh, they Sweet Laloons on there. Uh, I know one, two. On the Might of Princes, The Saddest Landscape, Sweet Laloon, City of Caterpillar, page 99. Ooh, and fans also like Captain Jazz mm-hmm. for hate, I Hate Myself. Yeah. yeah. On the Might of this Princes, right my that alley. band's fucking sick, too. Yeah. 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 I like them. Sweet Laloon is fucking tight. Yeah. That, that's, that, would, uh, that would be my best case band for convincing you that emo and melodic hardcore can be the same. No. That um, or Orchid. Uh, yeah, you haven't heard them, so you don't know. <laughs> you haven't heard them, and I have, so you don't know. Uh, and then I've I've heard their name before, but I hadn't really listened to them this till this past week. But Rainer Maria, is, they're yeah. they're great. I really yeah. like them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They almost made it on. Here, I mean, but you had so many more options. I mean, there's a lot of options. Yeah, but you have a part two to this mix, right? There's a part two. Yeah. Stepping Stones. Which should have the Promise Ring or the Get Up Kids on there. I'm one of the other. See <laughs> oh, one or the other, not both? I mean, you can have both if you want, but I mean, you only got five slots, Devin. I know. <laughs> and I know. you spoiled two of them on this one. <laughs> You're like spoiled milk. <sighs> yeah, you know, you I'm want not that, changing my track listing. You want that mama bottle. <sighs> I need my mama's milk. <laughs> I love how on that bottle you can see hair. It's like so m- mama gross. put hair on the bottle's oh. nipple. <laughs> I don't think she had a choice. The <laughs> hair just came with it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Devin, you guessed for me 515. Yeah. Very close. 512. Oh. You like Sunny Day Real Estate more than oh, Mineral? Mineral? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love Sunny Day. I've been okay. listening to them for a lot longer. Again, okay. like I probably heard Sunny Day Real Estate for the first time in like 2002 or 2003 maybe. Mm-hmm. So 
Mineral, I've only listened to. I probably listened to them for the first time, like more recently, two thousand tens sometime. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, but one doesn't belong in here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. All right. All right. Uh, and I think that you were very wrong with RJ. Not very. Not very. All right. Uh, you um, agree that one doesn't belong in there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it's kind of I went back and forth because I didn't hate the mix. I, I enjoyed it, but it was one of those where instead I think you said five one five, same thing. Uh-huh. I, I picked three one four. Okay, so it was way off. <laughs> you, got, you got one right. <laughs> yeah, the worst song. <laughs> so three is your favorite. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that a lot. Jazz couldn't have been there, and that probably would have been the wow. best song ever. But you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, the creative. That, I like jazz too. RJ, do you, do you want to hear their Christmas song? <laughs> Don't do it to no. him. <laughs> no, we got still time for that. <sighs> All right, I won't you got to make a Christmas mix this time. I'm not ever, ever, yeah. ever doing that. I'm that. never going to hear the song. <laughs> Think about it. I could be missing out on straight fire. Learning how to use their instruments. Get it? <laughs> Next. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. That's because they sound like children, aren't they? <laughs> Kids Bop Christmas Edition Fire. They also do the theme theme to nine zero two one zero. Don't know if it's good. Though. I don't know if I know that. I don't think I do either. That's surprising. Three was your favorite. Um, I was gonna pick four, but then I think just I, it was the creativity of three that I enjoyed. All right, like it's interesting. Uh, I and I like the energy of three, and I like the energy of four. I don't know. Fuck it. I like I like that song, Basil's kite. But the there's like three or four other songs that I would recommend to you over that one. So that's um, that's interesting. You might be a Captain Jazz fan. No, nah, I've heard other stuff. <laughs> that's why I didn't pick it. Did you listen to Little League? I've listened oh, to stuff Life. that Devin showed me probably before. Right. And I never would have thought of them as an emo band before. Oh, so that, you get credit no, for that. Devin, that band Calm. I think they're from yeah. like San Jose or something, or Santa Cruz. They're from somewhere oh, in California. Van how? But you've heard that band Duster. Yeah. So one of the guys from Calm made Duster. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Which Duster is w- weird. They're like a shoegaze adjacent. They're like a proper shoegaze. I, yeah. I would say that. Well, my bloody Valentine is the only shoegaze. Band. <laughs> Yeah, I would say they're like yeah. they're like were, I guess, like in that yeah. Type of category. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um All right, RJ, what are you going what are you going to rate this? So I went back and forth with this one and then I realized I don't hate it. You're always back I and bet forth. you did. And I, I was like did. one I could listen to this multiple times, so that's bonus points. You going to get wet food tonight, um, brother? Oh, get some <laughs> I kind of eat scraps. I'll eat whatever I find. It's up to your master yeah. cat scratch fever. <laughs> it's not up to the dominator. <laughs> I do like the dominator being the sub and just being called the dominator. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucking cool. You just follow me. I'll help you draw this, Mike. If we can make this into a comic, 
this would that would make my life. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, he is basically s- angry kitty. I'm gonna slather that Dominator with peanut butter for you. Okay. Oh, Dominator might like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can say your safe word as many times as you want, but as long as you got peanut butter, I'm still going. Oh, good. <laughs> What was your safe word? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it's been too long. It's the end. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> but it's one of those, I enjoyed it when I listened to it again. No. Um, but I do appreciate <laughs> for what it was. <laughs> no. So you lose your four rating out of that. I gave you a, just like, I gave you a three, what, a three. <sighs> I don't even care. Three point five six. Jeez. Three point five six. <laughs> I was gonna round up to three point six, but I was like, ah, it was all right. It was all right. He gets it, Devin. He gets it. I just got dominated. By <laughs> he understands. I mean, what'd you give the last one? Uh, last Devin, I think I liked that one more because it yeah, was just me too. It was it was more of like these are these are the original tracks. These are the first editions, and I was like, ooh, that's cool. I've never heard anything like this, and I enjoyed it. I feel like I'm going to be harder on his next one. Oh, I think you're going to be rock hard on my next oh. one. <laughs> I don't know. You are the third wave is probably more of my style of third stuff. wave is, but second part no, of second RJ, wave. Second wave has so much more to offer. There's so much more to offer mm. than this mix. But, but this is later me. on. This is RJ. It doesn't matter, Devin. It does. No, it doesn't. All right. You see. don't need to do early '90s and late '90s. Um. Have you heard of Nirvana? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, that's the best I could do. You could have done that in one mix. I mean, we were talking about this last time, and you were saying that I should do two parts to this. I Yeah, but my two parts has to do with drunk. Weezer <laughs> and AFI. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> I, I think that's... I, I don't know about Weezer, actually, but AFI, I think... That might be third wave era. No, no way. Uh, I don't know. Well, that split that they had or that EP, what year is that? Yeah, I think Art of Drowning was actually like 99. Yeah. And 2000, it's 2000 or 2001 is like the beginning of third wave. I think it's 2000. Answer that is from 95. And yeah. that's their Reservoir do- Covers one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. It's called Answer That? Answer That and Stay f- fashionable that's right yeah Ooh. wait can we listen a little bit of that answer that stay fashionable i mean you can do it you can put on kung fu devil kung fu devil you don't want to hear half empty bottle we used to cover half empty i know bottle. i know that song was sick all right let's hear it Fucking great song. I know. Remember when they were oh. a hardcore band? <laughs> yes. That is that is a straight up hardcore song. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I forgot all about that album. And I okay, think they all did... of those albums up until they're like 99, they're like Black Sales one or whatever. 
Black Sails, yeah. I think But I forgot about Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. Like this. This is like post-punk. straight punk, yeah. yeah. And then I don't know. I think "Art of Drowning" might be uh, that might be possibly emo. Yeah, I think they were they were on they were on a trajectory. The other reason why I think they're so influential is because all of the emo bands, like everyone, listened to them. Yeah. yeah. All Hollows EP. I think that was it. Yeah, this song. Oh, yeah. have an opinion on this now that i just listened to that they are just doing the misfits yeah yes so are the misfits the first emo band i mean i'll take it <laughs> i wouldn't mind that <laughs> da 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 my oh. darling we walk these streets at night skulls. we go where eagles dare i will need your skull i raped your mother tonight <laughs> Doesn't mattered much to me as long as she's spread. That's emo. That is. That's emo, brother. Johnny caught a bullet to the back of his head. Ride, Johnny, ride. Yeah. All right. I, it's 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 so. I mean, tight. Do you get your your website up? You want to? You want me to check uh, Reddit? No, I want you to check something. Okay. I got it. Are you ready? Is this band emo? Yep. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Lincoln Park. Fuck you. <laughs> I hope it is. Lincoln Park is not an emo band. <laughs> Damn. They also don't recognize Fallout Boy as an emo band on oh, Okay, yeah. They're they're dead to me. I just it, need to show them that EP, that acoustic EP. Be like, here you go. I agree. Here's this acoustic EP. They're an emo band. Fuck off. All right. Do we want to do you want to consult the Reddit on this? Because I got some. The Redditeers? The Redditeers? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. First uh first comment. Top comment, actually. Real emo only consists of the DC emotional hardcore scene and the late 90s screamo scene. What is known by Midwest emo is nothing but alternative rock with questionable real emo influence. Oh, I'm with this. I'm with this person. Oh, we got more. When people try to argue that bands like My Chemical Romance are not real emo while saying that Sunny Day Real Estate is, I can't help not to cringe because they are just as fake emo as My Chemical Romance plus the pretentiousness. Real emo sounds energetic, powerful, and somewhat hateful in all caps. Fake emo is weak, self-pity, and a failed attempt to direct energy and emotion into music. 
Some examples of real emo are Page 99, Rites of Spring, Captain Jazz, the only real emo band from the Midwest scene, and Loma Prieta. That's controversial. Uh, I would say that the first My Chemical Romance, he just he explained the first My Chemical Romance album. It's not Three Cheers or anything after that, but that first one is what he's explaining. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so some examples of fake emo are American Football, My Chemical Romance, and Mineral. The rest of this is in all caps. Emo belongs to hardcore, not to indie, pop punk, alt rock, or any other mainstream See, genre. I totally disagree with that. This is oh, this is mm-hmm. only someone looking at the past of being like Ian yep. McKay started it, so it yes. belongs to hardcore. It's like no, he didn't define it. That there's a difference. There's a difference between starting something and defining something. Okay, so um, he probably cracked his knuckles when he typed that up. So this whole thing, this (laughs) whole thing, uh, apparently we've been duped because the second comment underneath that says, uh, this copy pasta is funny, but am I the only one that think he's (laughs) spitting? So apparently this is some copy pasta shit that's going around, which is just a joke that people copy and paste into Reddit shit. But the guy replied, said, not a big Midwest emo fan, so I kind of agree, but I wouldn't be so obnoxious about it. All right. Not a real opinion. (laughs) Um, The second comment says, a quick look at this sub will tell you the most people here would say your friend is wrong. (laughs) Tight. Yeah, because they're Redditeers. They're spending time on Reddit. (laughs) Now, let me read the third one, which you're really going to love. Why would a great album mark the end of a genre? That's good. That's good. Yes, mm-hmm. this is the problem with the people who are the Redditeers. <laughs> yes, somebody's already downvoted that one, and it's not me. Oh, man, you can download comments like you can like them. Downvote. Like, oh, oh downvote. Yeah, like, you can go back to it. And be like, I enjoyed that comment. That was good. yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. See, everybody's all over the place on emo. I will say, after posting one thing about just like Fallout Boy and like how do you connect. Like, my question was, how do you connect 90s, second wave emo to Fall Out Boy? Where mm-hmm. does Fall Out Boy come from, basically? Yeah. I got about 100 comments underneath that of very passionate people, for the most part, uh, all saying something different. But there was, like, a general theme, and a lot of the explanation was the internet happened. Like, Napster happened. Downloading music happened. Music was more widespread than it was before. But that's not an excuse to totally change the makeup of emo. No, but it does explain a lot of the genre mis- mixing. Because when we're talking about underground music, which yeah, emo was a, underground music at the time. it's more. But it's, emo's always been mixing genres. That's the problem with saying that. It's always mixed genres. Like, we're talking about yeah. it as if it's one thing, and it's not. Well, it did, but it was at a slower, a slower pace before because it was... Very localized. See, that's my problem with that statement. Is like, I think that there could be a thread that is a to show what you're saying. I don't think it's an overnight Mm -hmm. thing that suddenly Fall Out Boy had a sound that made emo of the 2000s. No, no, there is. Okay, so the thread that I've heard is which is not in this mix. It's Lifetime, Get Up Kids, (laughs) Fall Out Boy. There's the but, Get Up Kids, Promise Ring, there's Mineral. Get up, yes, but, but Get Up Kids and also like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, I would with put their them pop there. sound. 
Jimmy but World, it, which Weezer, did predate Death Cab for Cutie, because Death Cab's first album was what, like ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like they ran in different circles than uh, than all the other traditional emo music. There was energetic, like electric emo, and then there was like indie emo that was branching off and just becoming indie, which Death Cab is in the indie genre now. They've settled in the indie genre. Yeah. Well, they were... See, that's the problem, is we've got alternative rock. Mm -hmm. And so many of these 90s bands are just alternative rock bands. Yeah. I kind of agree with that first comment. uh, Part of it. (laughs) There was parts of it where I'm like, yeah, I can see what he's saying. Uh, Yeah, it's a tough era. It's interesting... And I think it, like MTV being becoming so popular, like if you think about the shit they were playing on like Beavis and Butthead, you know, you that know was very popular for music videos to be promoted at the time because we didn't yeah. have TRL in the early nineties. We had Beavis and Butthead and, that was and they would just talk over songs. Rock songs. Yeah. So you that was what? like the college radio of MTV. You know what solves this argument mm. is if you just say that emo starts with the third wave. Cause I would argue that, so this is my like, when I talk to people about Star Wars and when I talk to people about Star Wars, I say, okay, you got the guy who created it. What defines Star Wars is the most amount of work that that one guy made, which is not any movies. It's Mm -hmm. a cartoon show. The most work that the one guy who made the the, Clone Wars. Yeah. The Clone Wars TV show is the definition of what Star Wars is because it is the most um, work that the guy who created it made about what he made. It's not three movies here, three movies there. You know, it's an entire cartoon show. Like, that is the best representation of what Star Wars is. And I would say emo, it's what it's defined as by the public. And what it's defined as from the public is not from the 80s and 90s. It's from the 2000s. <laughs> like, that is what's defined mm-hmm. what emo is considered and i'm yeah. re- i'm ready to give it up at this point i'm ready to be like yeah you can have it it's you can you can tell me that fucking avenged sevenfold is an emo band i don't care <laughs> yeah do it yeah because we've got I, shoegaze we've got alternative rock we've got hardcore like leave those genres alone i don't mind that because the dude from rights of spring was saying that he never considered their band an emo band yeah so uh, it is it is weird the mislabeling or I mean the labeling of the public of this style as emo and I, I wasn't around during the time that emo was starting. It's fucking nerds, music nerds out there being like, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. It started here, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, I I don't care where it started, honestly. Like, it's cool knowing it, but like, what defines emo is fucking bands like Thursday. It's bands like The Used. It's yes. bands like Taking Back Sunday. Like that it's bands de- like Fall Out Boy, honestly, yes. because that's what brought it to the most public attention. As much as I hate that argument that the most popular thing of some genre is what defines it, like I kind of do agree with that. If it's, if it's something that's been brought to the public eye, like I'm not going to say that like, you know, like Slayer is grindcore or anything. Hmm. Like... Slayer is a metal band completely separate from the genre of grindcore, but we've related emo to Fall Out Boy. So, yeah, Panic at the Disco. Like, yes, come on. All those bands, like, they defined emo. They brought emo to the mainstream, to the most amount of people. You don't have to like the style of music. It's interesting to see where it came from and how it supposedly evolved. And it's, it seems very controversial from 
everybody that I've talked to about it. Like, you can't draw a distinction from Rites of Spring to Fallout Boy, which, or, you know, in your example, the Black Parade. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no through line from Rites of Spring to the Black Parade unless you go through these other bands that evolved throughout the time. But like we're talking about, they splintered off to other shit. They splintered off to grunge and to shoegaze and to alternative. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no really like saying that they were influenced by one another. Like it does seem like the MTV and internet generation exposed a lot of people to more music that they wouldn't have been exposed to and kind of brought the underground to the forefront sure. in a way and allowed that to make new styles of music, which we're seeing a lot of shit today. Like, we've seen how rap and hip-hop has evolved as a result of that. Yeah. You know, if you see, like, late 70s, like, Sugar Hill Gang evolving into 80s hip-hop and, like, Run-DMC shit, going into, like, artists like Future, like, you don't see that distinction until you see all of the other influences and the regionalities that yeah, influenced the, Yeah, I those. love that the regionality is still consistent with rap and hip-hop. It is like that's yeah. great. It's like when when I, when we talked about bubble grunge, it's like mm-hmm. these can easily be emo bands. They're but I'm yeah. happy that they just made another genre for it to be like no, it's bubble grunge. I'm like cool, sounds yeah. good. We don't need yeah. to call them emo bands. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they were male singers, if they would be considered emo emo bands. You know, see, that's the thing that I always wonder is like, can you find a '90s band that has this like '90s alternative rock emo sound? but has the high-pitched voice. Mm. That is that because that the high-pitched voice is one of the defining factors for the third wave. And it's like, can you find yeah. me the first band that did it? I mean, Danny Havoc from AFI is basically kind of doing it. Yeah, he kind of is. But, you know, listening to that just now, like that is so like that is the direction that punk took. Yeah. And pop punk kind of blossomed off of that. You know, that and like Green Day and Blink 182 and shit. But there is a little bit of oh, that I emo guess Blink 182 is that. I just said Tom DeLong is the, the defining voice for that. <laughs> for high pitched whiny shit. No, yes. For yeah. to say that. <laughs> he really is. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. I got to go. Fucking <laughs> Devin, you get, I'm going to give you a four. Um, All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, RJ, give us your fucking mix, and then All right. we've so just I hope been. I'm so hot and sweaty right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it humid down there? Is it raining? Yeah, it is. I'm just sweaty. Yeah. I'm just all hot and bothered. <laughs> thinking about <this>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the island bug has done his job. Yeah, the island bug talks. <laughs> so hot and bothered. hopefully, I haven't ruined anybody's mixtapes for future sake. Um, but I, it's just, any of mine. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mike, this is not nowhere near any of yours. Uh, this one I titled Warping Back to Around 2001. Oh, no. Uh, yes, thank you, RJ. Yes, so, Alpha. You're <laughs> fucking ruining my mix so hard. Uh, because, you know, maybe. I have maybe. this mix too, RJ, which is mine's called Hitting the Emotional Past. Oh, and it's hits but, from the emotional past. God damn. <laughs> Should yeah, that be my well, next I quit on this emotional <laughs> shit. The emo journey is fucking done. So I think Mike might not like this one. Oh, I'm gonna love it. No, no. Is it slick shoes and no use for a name? No. <laughs> I also had a mix saying uh Oh, okay. My sophomore year, which is sophomore albums from emo bands. Ooh. 
You gotta die, gotta die, gotta die for die your government. For your government. Die, die for your for government. government. Shit. That's not on there. You gotta die. <laughs> Brother, I listen to Anti Flag. Get the fuck out of here. I listen to all of these bands. They just suck. Except for one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. We'll get into more one of details them about does that. Does not suck. Well, okay, the distillers don't doesn't suck either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. AFI and the yeah. distillers, they're both good. AFI, man. Yeah, AFI's good. But you just you just changed your mind. <laughs> AFI ruined themselves. Distillers didn't. That's you know? Funny. I just hoping Devin was like, I'm gonna throw AFI on my mix and <laughs> drop AFI. You know what? Blow None the, of these are on mine. Okay. You should blow okay. the redditors away and be like, Is Glass John emo band? Yes, they are. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what do you think they're, they are? They're a post-hardcore band. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> you compare them to Bear vs. Shark? Oh, is the, the Deftones an emo band? No. <laughs> they sound <laughs> pretty similar. That's butt rock. <laughs> fuck that. Deftones and Glassjaw don't sound that much different. <laughs> no, they don't. They do play shows together. Yes. So. <laughs> Deftones suck, though. <laughs> I agree. Deftones suck, right? I agree. <laughs> okay, and Glassjaw's rad. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I needed to hear. Okay, yeah. Island Pug and the Dominator. All right. I hope you guys enjoy your All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah. That should have been your costumes for this year. Maybe next year. Uh, still time. Yeah. I still have a Dominator outfit in my closet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you can get this podcast wherever you get this podcast. Redditeers do not listen to this podcast. If you guys this far, Redditeers, if somehow it. you find my podcast, Redditeers, I'm coming for you. Argue about it on Reddit. <laughs> the hub of intellectual thought, Reddit. <laughs> Let's talk. All right. Emo. Emo for life. Yes. Oh, that was fun.